Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another brand new episode of the Unhinged FC podcast. If you guys don't know who we are, well, it's just Hector and I today. Uh, that's Kelsey from the High Low Sports and Hector from Insert Name FC. And then FIFA's like, well, we want the Champions League money coming our way. So we don't want this happening because then also, you know, we get the Euros as well. So that's when they throw in, okay, then your players can't qualify for the World Cup or for the Champions or any, any international. That to me was the kicker. Because if there's, you're already going to piss off the fans. You clearly pissed off your managers because they didn't know anything about it. Um, especially to the point where Jose Mourinho decided to protest against Tottenham and then gets fired immediately from it. Um, but to me, now you got the players pissed. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, you know, obviously you saw the, the meeting of the captains with, with Jordan Henderson and all the other EPO uh, captains. But... The fact that you now have guys that you have no motivation now to play for a Super League team. Zero motivation to play for a Super League team because it's like, okay, cool. I get to play with this big club, but now I don't have, like, funny enough, this becomes the retirement league because now it's going to be guys that aren't going to be playing in, in, in international play. They're probably near the end of their careers, so they don't have to worry about any of those things. So, it, ironically enough, the, the Super League would essentially become a retirement league. Yeah, a lot like the MLS we talked about a long, you know, a couple of years back, like how we, we looked at the MLS. It's a lot of guys that were retired. And I, I'm agreeing with you wholeheartedly. I think once FIFA decided to kick in this whole, well, that means you're no longer eligible for FIFA competitions, players are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Timeout. What? I can't represent my country? I'm 22 years old and I can't represent my country? Or looking at like, you know, any one of these 19-year-olds coming up with these clubs, they can no longer represent their country for that team. I, I don't want to play for that team anymore. Bye. I'll go play at West Ham. Uh, you know, a team that right now, by the way, is qualified for a Europa spot, whereas three of the six Premier League teams, including Liverpool and Tottenham and Arsenal, are not even qualified for Euro European spots next season. And Juventus might not even finish in the top four in Italy. So for a Super League, quote-unquote, Half of your 12 teams aren't even on the top of their division, at the top of their leagues right now. And then ironically enough, the fact that the week they, the week they decide to announce that they're going to be doing this, uh, not good results. <laughs> from, yeah. Oh God. No. <laughs> not good results from the, from the super league teams. Um, it was bad but, all around. This was a bad, a bad move from start to finish in my eyes. This is just a cash grab by ownership. And, and the one thing I do want to mention and you actually pointed this out in a tweet, and I, I also pointed out in a blog. It's ironic how half of the half of the ownerships involved are American ownership groups. Yeah. I, I, look, I don't want to point the finger at American business styles, but when half of the people dic- like involved in this and leading the charge are American ownership groups, plus Real Madrid, who have a lot of stake in U.S. properties... It's, it has to point to a business model that doesn't work for European soccer, in my eyes. Like, Americans shouldn't have any stake in European soccer, in my opinion. It's great. It's fantastic that we have Fenway Group. It's fantastic that there's some ownership over there. But, like, the way business works in America, and with especially with sports teams, the moment you stop making money with that team, you ship it out. The only one that wouldn't do that is Mark Cuban. And that's that's just a sad fact that how ownership is, really. If if you're not a fan of that club, you're just gonna ship it off the moment it it, you, it no longer makes you money. We look at Seattle Sonics getting taken away from Seattle because they stopped making quote unquote money. They made money, 
They just didn't make that kind of money that would keep them in Seattle. And, you know, you see that type of stuff, and then you see it over in Europe, and there's clubs that are owned by the same family for generations, and they're all fans. People grow up as fans of these clubs. And, yeah, some of them run them like business, like Real Madrid, Barcelona. They have presidents, and they have, you know, people leading the charge. But it's still owned by a family that's been involved with the club for years, and they know Real Madrid to the heart. And I think this is one of those things we're seeing the business side and the soccer side or football side of the of the whole market just crash. And this was a bad, bad look for any American ownership groups trying to get into Europe. Because now you're going to be like, oh, wait, are you Stan Kroenke? No. Are you the Glazers? Are you Fenway Sports Group? Are you the group that owns AC Milan? Yeah, okay. What about Roma? Like, you know, there's all these groups in, in Europe now are you're going to be looked at and you're like, well, crap. Now I can't get into, you know, get into business overseas. And this is going to be a – it wasn't a good look. I, I definitely would have to say with, with you know, with uh, with with all this has ha- that's come down, I think a lot of these American owners, and, and I mean not only the American owners, but also the, you know, Man City has a has some oil money from from yeah. from, from the, the Middle East. Cheek, yeah, uh, I think they just underestimated the fans, um, and you know that they, they didn't realize. And I I hated the phrase traditionalist because I don't think that's what what it was. I mean, I think the game just means more to the fans than the, that people thought and didn't know that didn't realize the passion that some of these fans have. Um, I mean, you saw Chelsea even, which Florentino, I, I really don't know where he's going with it. He's like, I think there's only like 40 Chelsea. There was more than 40 Chelsea fans out there. Oh, yeah. um, 40,000 maybe. There were, there was a lot. I mean, that you saw the, the protests in Manchester for, for the Manchester United fans. Uh, Arsenal recently also had their own, their protests as well. Liverpool it, did as well, yeah. You're seeing the protests. You're even seeing it in Barcelona. I, I'm sure you saw it in Madrid as well, um, and and also in Italy. But I just think that they didn't underestimate, and that's the kind of the issue is that a lot of these owners they just don't have a connection to the community. The club, I mean, is is more than just a team. It's it's part of the community. It's you know the like kind of how we said about those smaller clubs that do get that do qualify for Champions League, like they may see it as, oh, we're not going to get that money, we're not going to get good money or good viewerships because we have to play against a a Sparta Moscow. Mm-hmm. But the issue that they're not seeing the big picture, not the not the small picture that like these these big clubs are are complaining about. Oh, I only got one hundred twenty million. Um, <laughs> is that they forget about the little clubs. They forget about that they're improving the economy for those communities. It's more than just the club. It's the communities that get, you know, the hotel that gets to keep Real Madrid, the, 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 the restaurants that get to provide food service for these, small, for these clubs. The, the fans that are going to go pay more to go see this big club play in their stadium. Uh, that's huge for them. And and that's what really matters. That's it's not the big clubs, and it's and you know you, you obviously you and me and Edward we we support big clubs. We you know you support yeah. Liverpool, I support Real Madrid, Edward supports Barcelona, and I mean you know that's just kind of how it is with American fans. Like we we don't see the you know you're not gonna see anybody support Portsmouth. Like that's just I mean that'd be cool to see if they had um, stayed up if they had stayed up longer than they did before uh, you know going well, to file, whole, file for bankruptcy. 
Yeah. And, uh, well, then, then I might have been. I love David James as a goalkeeper. He was one of my favorite goalkeepers when I grew up watching Portsmouth. But to your point, you're exactly right. I mean, we're not going to be because those aren't, aren't, aren't what's shown on TV. here. But even we understand the importance. Like yeah. what those what the means for those small clubs. And I and I once again, that's the only thing that the issue, the real issue that I had. Um, some people were like, oh, but what about the transfer fees that they're going to get for that? I'm like, OK, the, the, yeah, instead of getting 80 million for, for their young, one, the sport of Moscow isn't going to get 80 million for one of their young players. <laughs> no. If we if we know anything about these large clubs, they're going to finesse to, to an extent so they that they don't have to spend as much as they're going to try to get that kid for 20 million. So. I mean, that's still big for that club because obviously they're going to put that towards trying to add some more players or maybe improve certain things in their club, like their youth academy. But but that's that's different. We're talking we're not talking about the club itself, and those clubs do benefit also with the ticket sales and the viewership and all that, but they forget about the communities that come into play with it. And that's what really hurts me from seeing that these clubs were making such a strong push for all this and, and and that's what the what i think is wrong what it's not right um because like i said if these if, if florentino perez was all about the big picture then the big picture should have been all of europe and that's not what it was yeah and, and as you mentioned i mean this we we as american fans don't really get to see the inside outs of these smaller clubs but just the history you can talk about the history of some of these clubs the way they started they started in factories in mills by poor people, by a bunch of dudes in the neighborhood who worked at the factory together and they started playing soccer. And before that, it was just a boys club made up of only members of fancy boys club, literally like gentlemen's clubs is literally what they were. That's how they're made up of. That's why you see athletic club in so many names. It's because they were old school, like made up of rich, rich people and and some of these teams have been built, especially the smaller teams have been built from the ground up through the community-based, like a community-centric outlook. And and that's something that we don't get to see a lot. Leeds United is one of the big ones that's that grew up in that way. Uh, Leicester City, Chelsea, West Ham. West Ham is literally a where they manufacture hammers. It was West Ham Mills. Um, so, I mean, there's all sorts of places here that we, we don't get to see a lot of it involved, but you we know about it, you know? it's And that's something that we can see and be like, oh, okay, yeah. These people's family were part of the first generation of West Ham soccer players. Like, that's just how it is. And, you know, to, to come in and be like, well, that's cool. But, you know, even if you finish top of the EPL, you're still not going to play for a European championship. Like, that's basically what they're telling them. Like, you might go play in Champions League, but you're not going to play for the real championship with all us big boys. You know, you don't belong here type of thing. And, Considering everything going on in the world, I feel like this was just a big, huge missing the mark moment from all these rich owners who are like, yeah, let's let's segregate ourselves from the rest of the world because because that's the thing to do right now. Right. That seems to be the most spot efficient thing they can do. Uh, it was a big miss. Um, I think it's safe to say. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast. You know, if you missed the brand new news. We have partnered with Fanatics.com. So if you're in the market for a brand new t-shirt, brand new hoodie, brand new jersey, no matter the team, no matter the player, no matter the sport, Fanatics.com is your place to stop. Not only does this help support our podcast, but it helps support the entire Unhinged Sports Network. Check the link in our bio 
or go to onionsn.com. I'll be having DJ and the High Low Sports Podcast. See ya. What's up, everybody? It's Kelsey from the High Low Sports Podcast, and we recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? Fubo TV is a service to broadcast live TV over the internet, no cable required. Watch your favorite teams, network shows, news, and movies on over 100 plus channels. Get channels like CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox. You can watch all the games. So go ahead, click that link in our bio, and get started on your seven day free trial. And stay tuned to some more great programming right here on the Unhinged Sports Network. And welcome back, guys. As you just heard from Fanatics and Fubo TV, and you just heard the second half of our conversation about the Super League. And the one thing we didn't get to in the Super League, I'm just going to ask real quick, Hector, because we talked about it a little bit yesterday in the second half of the show yesterday. I just want to ask, do you think there should be penalties? Because there's a potential that, you know, Real Madrid Chelsea didn't happen, and then PSG Man City now as well might not happen. So, and congratulations to PSG as you're officially the 2021 Champions League champions. Yeah, seriously. But do you think that's exactly what happens, or do you think they're just like, you know, whatever, we'll, we'll deal with it next year? I think, obviously, um, the the president – I think is the president or chairman of, of UEFA. Um, I don't don't know the name off the top of my head, but I know he's Turkish. Um, but I know he basically gave an ultimatum to 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 the, the remaining four teams, which I mean is Barcelona, Real Madrid, AC Milan, and Juventus. Um, they're are holding strong on on this. Um, I I believe he gave an ultimatum saying that there could be some some big penalties coming their way if they don't officially bow out like the rest of the clubs did. Um, I do believe Chelsea has officially from, as far as I know, are like the ones that are officially out. Like they put in their, their statement. And I think their, their paperwork in that they will not be uh, continuing, which I'm sure maybe at this point, it just, you know, Fiorentino Perez just waiting till everybody's playing chicken right now. till everybody's gone. So you can just take all that, all the entrance fees, and and that maybe that was the plan of, of Florentino Perez this whole time as president. This is how to, they're gonna. This is how they're gonna afford Mbappe. <laughs> I see take, you, Fiorentina. This could have been it, man. I mean, like this guy was. Everybody's playing checkers. This guy's playing three D chess. So I mean, it's true. Uh, but yeah, it's Alexander Seferin, the UEFA president, and it is just Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juve, and AC still left in there. Everybody else has officially deserted so, the whole program. I, I do want to not, – not only just the remaining four. I think all 12 need some sort of punishment. Um, I wouldn't say ban them from the Champions League. I, I, I mean, that, that, that definitely would make a statement is banning them from the Champions League. Um, but I would even – I'd even go as deducting points, um, which, I mean, for some of them, that's big for them. Um, and especially for Arsenal, because that, that drops them down even first to the bottom half. Um, yeah, I put them in the 13th range. So, I mean, that, that you know, I, I'm pretty sure Arsenal will definitely not think, never think twice about doing that again. But they need to just make a statement. I think UEFA just needs to make a, a strong statement um, to, to prove a point. Uh, I, guess, I guess UEFA doesn't necessarily have that jurisdiction since they don't run the leagues. But, I mean, I guess... I guess having them not compete in Champions League um, will be a big hit for them just because obviously those are, I mean, like we said, these are the big money teams. Um, so, I mean, it's a big hit. But, I mean, you still have Bayern, you still have PSG. Um, so, you're not necessarily fully hurt. 
But I mean, that's a big statement. Um, is is by banning them from the Champions League next year? But I, yeah. I mean, no. To your point, if they ban them from the Champions League, let, I'm just looking at the EPL EPL table. If let's say they just ban the top the the teams that were involved, and then they give the Champions League positions to the next four highest, you have Leicester at three, West Ham at five, Everton at eight, and Leeds United at ten. Those would be the top four non Super Six teams or non Super League teams from the EPL, which actually I'd be very interested to watch, to be honest with you. The way Leeds plays and the way West Ham can play and Everton. That's a, that would just make the story of Leeds United just so much. Like, you're talking about a team that had to – went all the way down to where they were in the league tables. Not in the league tables, but in the, in the, in the, in the, division, in the divisions of, of England to come back into the, uh, to the Premier League. And they're not they're not just like playing in the Premier League. I mean, they're competing really well yeah. um, in the Premier League, and then to have them go. I mean, by default, go into the Champions League, but still, that's big for that club. And that's kind of what we were saying uh, from our talks about the Super League. Is just this is this is what helps. This is why the champion. Hopefully, they don't go with that format because I mean, Champions League format is is doo doo, yeah. but um, <laughs> but it's basically the Super League. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I I I I that's what you, that's what you get with the Champions League is, is those moments. I mean, yes, right now it's a giant asterisk, but I mean, well, with who qualifies. But I think that would be the way to to hurt these guys is by making them lose money. And obviously, they lose money for not competing in the Champions League. They lose viewership because they don't get part of those. They don't get that TV deal money from the Champions League. And so, I mean, if they're really if they think they were hurting. You know, during the pandemic, they're definitely going to be hurting. <laughs> but no, so getting into the game today, if it happens, obviously, PSG Man City. I mean, this one's going to be an interesting one. PSG coming I, off. I think being, for the first time, PSG's PSG's being che- everyone's cheering for PSG right now. Yeah, this is the yeah really. You're exactly right. I think this is the first time Neymar is on a team that's being fully supported by the majority of people, and and that that's like there's twofold. Neymar's being supported and. PSGC being supported by people like what's what's happening here? So. Man, honestly, if PSG if like they, they they let these teams play in the Champions League semifinals, uh, it's gonna be a a, a big a, another troll job from everybody when the Super League team can't beat the the only non Super League team. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I mean, look, we were already before the Super League thing even started. We were already talking about once PSG beat Bayern. That then makes them odds-on favorite for this champions for this Champions League season because you just beat the top dog. That puts you in the top dog status, and not just beat them, but they they beat them. Like it was it wasn't uncomfortable for them at any point in time, really. Um, and now you got Man City coming, who's probably the only team offensively who can handle them. But in the back, they've looked pretty sketched lately with Stones in the back. He has not looked like the Stones of the rest of the season, but. Still, it's, it's Man City's offense, so it'll be an interesting thing. Um, but yeah, no, this is be a very interesting matchup just from top to bottom. But what do you think PSG has to do to keep these winning ways going? I mean, what do you? How's it going to have to work? Um, keep doing what they've been doing, man. Um, strong defense, quick counterattacks, and Mbappe being a speed demon, Neymar flopping. I mean, it's 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 all it all comes in the hand. And then once again, you you have all the confidence in the world because you have one of the best goalkeepers in the Champions League, 
in Kaylor Navas. Once again, you gotta put some respect on that guy whenever I have a chance. Uh, we need a we need a burn man meme <laughs> of of just Na- uh, Navas just sitting there. We'll, we'll keep a counter of Kaylor Navas every time we give it a, how many times you say you need to put respect on the man's name every episode because I feel like, I feel like we get upwards of five. We gotta put, put respect, respect on the man's on the name. name. You gotta put respect look, on his name. I'll put more respect on his name when he stops doing the stupid things with his hair. Because look, Kaylor. You are a fantastic goalkeeper. I cannot do anything to take it away from you, but you have no reason to have silver hair. No reason, my guy. <laughs> maybe he's trying to match the champion the Champions League trophy. Uh, it's probably. I mean, hey, maybe he was worried that they wouldn't get there after uh, he got matched up with Byron. So he's like, silver hair now. That way we can just touch my hair if we don't get a trophy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we'll, we'll we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, I think. PSG, like, I think they just have the perfect formula right now. They have the great combination of their defense. Their attack can do really well. Their midfield is – not many people talk about their midfield, but their midfield is pretty solid uh, with what they have in Paredes. And um, it's a good team, uh, Variety. There's just so much talent in this team. It's like we don't talk about that midfield as often because you see what they have up top with Neymar and Mbappe, Angel Di Maria or Moise King whenever he comes in off the bench. So, I mean. And, and everybody just forgets the little-known Italian man over here scoring, you know, the former Serie A top scorer. And I say that as I'm literally forgetting his name off the top of my head now. And, yeah, I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, you know, PSG just – like you said, they're the favorites now. Like, they they beat the man. You know, they you know like the great Rick Flair quote is, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they they beat the man. So right now it's just they got to handle their business, and they I mean it, this isn't an easy task because I mean on the other side you have Pep Guardiola who is the guy that overthinks everything but has every reason to overthink everything, um, and I mean he has a very talented Manchester City team. Yes, their defense isn't up to what what PSG has, but that attack can definitely hold their own. Um, so I mean, the, the honestly, the big test for them is can this can this defense do well enough so they can give that counterattack just that moment um, to exploit this Man City defense? Absolutely, and it's it's Mario Icardi. That's that's what I couldn't think of because um, yeah, that's how my brain works. Because it's the one guy who I love to play with in FIFA because he's even he's slow, but he can hit a ball from forty yards out like nobody. Maybe it's just because he's like one of the worst human beings ever. Yeah, that's probably true too. But yeah, no. So look, there's as you mentioned, there's plenty of attack positions from this PSG team to take over. But as you mentioned, it's it's going to be taking advantage of of being able to stop first of all Man City's team on defense, and then taking advantage of that and attacking while they're out of position because their wings, Man City's wings, do love to pinch inside, and that does leave a lot of room for these wingers on the outside. And we've seen how much Mbappe loves to run. Mbappe versus any one of these people on the back line for Man City. I'm, my money's on Mbappe. This is this is how it's gonna be. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna disagree with that at all. So I think that this will be a, a huge counterattacking game for sure, but it'll be a very fun one to watch. Um, unlike maybe that Chelsea game the day before, we'll see. But uh, <laughs> all right. So Hector, what is your prediction for this one? Um, it is in Park the Prince. So this is the you know PSG can't can't make any mistakes and and I I I don't see them making any mistakes. I mean obviously they want to try to win uh win Ligue 1, which is 
a very fun league right now. If you guys have, if no one's been watching Lincoln, um, because it is a crazy thing that the fourth place team still has still has a chance at at winning it. So that's got to tell you how how intense that that run is. Um, but so PSG still has their eyes set on winning the league, and it's, it's not that far fetched an idea. But they also have their eyes set as well to go back to the Champions League and hopefully win it this time. But Man City has a treble on the line. They already, they already failed the quadruple because they got eliminated from the FA Cup semifinals. But they still have the treble on the line. They got the Carabao Cup final coming up. So, I mean, this is, you know, if they want to stay, if they want to have a historical season for Manchester, I mean, they've already had some historical season. But, I mean, obviously they haven't won the Champions League yet. Um, so, I mean, for me, I just, I think, uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a tie. I think I'm gonna give it a two 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 draw. All right, all right, I like it. And as you mentioned, the Ligue 1 standings right now is uh, Lille at uh, on top with 70 points, PSG with 69, Monaco at 68, and Lyon at 67. So yeah, literally everybody. And then Marseille still has an outside chance. They're at 55. They would need everybody to lose to actually, and they need to win out. But yeah, that's a potential possibility there. Um, it is. It's kind of crazy considering Lil is, is is actually a relatively new, newly renovated club. I should say Lil is. Um, they've been around for a long time, but newly renovated to this to, to the to the form we know of them now. Um, but I, you know, I like what you're saying. I think I think two two game is is a very interesting finish considering how the attacks are on both teams and how suspect the defenses can be at certain times. Um, but I I think I'm gonna go two one again. This time I'm gonna go two one Man City. Um, I love PSG and, and their attack. I just think, for some reason at home, I don't feel like PSG is as attacking as they are away. For some reason, it just doesn't. They don't feel as just like gung ho as they do when they are away. All all Champions League, their away matches have been absolutely fantastic. Their home matches, I'm kind of like, huh, yeah. How many times are you gonna hit the post, Neymar? Let's uh, let's fix this here, guys. Uh, it's just for some reason, it just feels rough at home. And I hope they prove me wrong, but. Uh, give me two one Man City uh, at Park de Prince um, in this first leg. Um, again, whether it happens or not is a different story. But that's our prediction. <laughs> and if not, congratulations PSG on winning the Champions League. Absolutely, yeah. If it doesn't happen, guys, PSG is your Champions League finalist. Uh, that's a champion. Uh, congratulations, you finally did it, Neymar. You get another trophy. You know, I feel like if, if this if the if this doesn't happen, I feel like we, the the bet is null and void because no one made the Champions League. Like yeah. nobody would. <laughs> I, I mean, look, we'll have to cross that bridge when it comes. I'm not against that that idea personally, uh, just because that means I don't have to sing. But yeah, I mean, if, if this year doesn't count, <laughs> I mean, we can just COVID extended this this year. We we can come up with some some loopholes. Who knows? We'll come up with something. <laughs> but that does it for us today, guys. Uh, as always, for Hector, I'm Kelsey over at, Inser- at, at Hilo Sports. Hector's over here at Insert Name FC. Go you want to join Insert Name FC? <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess I'm. Uh, you guys moved from Thursdays to Friday, and now I'm I, I'm just trying to make the same move over as well, I guess. Uh, but I've tried to put myself on everybody's show, it feels like. I said the same thing about Far End on High Eater the other day. I, I told him I'm, I'm, I'm his third member, which <laughs> probably goes over like a lead balloon every time I say it. <laughs> it's still fun. Uh, but yeah, guys, go check out Hector and Edward over at Insert Name FC. Uh, it's at Insert Name FC on Twitter and also on Instagram by the same name. I got a lot of fantastic stuff over there. Definitely a lot to check out because they will be talking more Super League and MLS. And well, we'll see. Maybe cancellation of the Champions League. 
as well. <laughs> and they come on every Friday. What time do you guys come on Friday? 12 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, I definitely will say follow us on, on our social media. We do like to be active with our with our followers. So we do do a lot. We do drop a lot of things that we, we ask for people's feedback. Yeah, um, you guys can uh, can get their debate topics, actually. I, you used my debate topic, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic, actually. I enjoyed that episode. We also give shout-outs when we, when we like your debate topics. Yeah, yeah, so. Or I personally demand it on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that that also that also motivates us too <laughs> but no that honestly you guys are a fantastic follow I, I highly recommend it honestly if i wasn't even doing the show with you i'd still be following you whether i'd like it or not i'd do it because it's enjoyable i enjoy your guys's content and i enjoy you guys's outreach to the to the groups um and the guys over at high low sports go check us out uh, on twitter at high underscore low underscore sports we're also on youtube just search us by Hilo Sports Podcast, and you can find us or go to Unhinged page, which you're already watching this on YouTube. It's just a hop, click, and a jump, skip, and a click away. I mean, you literally just click on subscribers, and we're right there. Then just go Hilo Sports and click subscribe. Just a big, fancy red button. Help us all out. Uh, we love the Unhinged family and, and being a part of it, so we enjoy making all this content for you guys. Uh, but be sure to check it out because we got a lot of stuff coming up for the NFL Draft, and we'll be in Cleveland on location for everything, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but until next week, guys, if there is a next week of Champions League football, we will find out. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you guys next week.